see it, stream it, skip it here on KFGO. What to see in the theaters, what to stream at home, and what to skip altogether. J.J. Gordon, what's okay. on tap for the week? Oh, okay, so... What's this mystery movie that has all the stars oh, in it? Oh, right. It's, and I was disappointed because I don't think it ever opened in Fargo, and I was dying to see this movie when it first came out. I saw a trailer for it because I have a Google alert for John Hamm movies. <laughs> because I love me some John Hamm. I think John I Hamm love that. is... Hilarious! He can do drama. The dude is a leading man. Let's let him lead some more stuff. And he always picks interesting movies. And this one's great. No surprise, his buddy Roger Sterling, a.k.a. John Slattery, is directing a movie. Of course he's going to go and say, John Hamm, do you want to be the lead in this? John Hamm plays a cop in a story that involves a hitman who's trying to, a guy hires a hitman to take care of his wife and her name's Maggie Moore. But the hitman kills the wrong Maggie Moore. So then he has to go kill the other Maggie Moore. But now you have two women named Maggie Moore who suspiciously end up dead. This is where John Hamm's inept at best sleepy town cop comes into the picture. <laughs> now, his deputy is played by Nick Muhammad, who is Nate from oh, yeah. Ted Lasso, who also gives a very subtle, funny performance in this. And Tina Fey just happens to be related to one of the Maggie Moores. And so you've got Tina Fey, you've got Nick Muhammad, you've got John Hamm. This, I'm telling you, I had a great time. And the the great thing about this is it's not a comedy, it's not a mystery, it's not a thriller. It's just a great way to spend 90 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't try and be more than it's supposed to be. What is it called? Maggie Moores with the S in parentheses. Oh, nice. Uh Maggie Moores. And is it... In theaters, or it's, is it streaming? It's streaming, so you can oh, watch this okay. from the comfort of your own couch on Hulu. And so I've been waiting for this to come out for a long time. I had a great time watching this movie. Again, it's not going to change the world. It's probably not something you're going to watch 20 times. But let me tell you something. If you're stuck in home at home during a cold, like North Dakota, Minnesota night, you could do a lot worse. Maggie Moore's is fun. You'll get a couple chuckles out of it, and you'll really, at the end of it, be like, why isn't John Hamm in more stuff? He's so good. He's just pleasant to be he around. He is. He's he's he is. And every time you see him on screen, you're like, yes, it's John Hamm. Right? Like I remember when we went to see Top Gun in the theater, I was like, John it's Hamm! John Hamm! Like, it's just every time you see him, you get excited that it's John Hamm. And even like in Top Gun Maverick, he's a jerk. Yeah. But you're like, but you love he's it. got some points. But he's John Hamm. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorite movies is the big screen adaptation of The A-Team. Came out, Bradley Cooper, Liam Neeson. I mean, it was just stacked with people. And he plays a CIA agent who's in the movie for, no joke, 35 seconds. But and, he's in the movie. Yeah, and it's at the very end. And my wife and I, when we first saw it, was like, oh! John M. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> did you see John in the current season of Fargo? Yes, I did. Did Have I been glued to my screen watching Fargo this season? Yes, I have. Do you love it? This, I think, it might be their best season. Really? Honestly, like, it's so good. This season has been out statement. of this world good. Yeah, because I think the first season's great. The second season's great. Third season, good. Fourth season, a little off the rails for my taking. But this one is dang good. And John Hamm is great in it. Is like, this the first season he's been in it? It is. Oh. Each season is an independent story, but they tie together in ways. 
Very unique, very cool stuff. Interesting. Uh, okay, so let's talk about theaters. I've got a skip and a C, and they both revolve around religion, which is an interesting thing that both of these movies are out at the same time. I'll start with my skip. Freud's Last Session. Feels like it should be a dramatic play that your friend told you they saw in London because tickets to Mary Poppins were sold was sold out. <laughs> it is about a it's the night before the beginning of World War II, and it's Sigmund Freud, played by Anthony Hopkins, having a philosophical conversation about what God is with C.S. Lewis, the writer. This clearly was someone's great idea. It feels like you're watching a play. I just I just can't, I just couldn't, it was just a chore to get through this movie. And they said some interesting things. I thought the same thing about when I saw Frost Nixon years ago, which is about Richard Nixon's first interview, you know, post-Watergate scandal. Mm -hmm. And it had great performances, and it's a great subject matter, but at one point you're like, I I paid money to come watch a a poorly made 60 Minutes. Mm, Right? Like, there's nothing you're going to get out of there. On the flip side... I so I went and saw a movie randomly because I ended up being too late to see the movie I really wanted to see, and so I went to the Book of Clarence. Now I'm gonna put it out here for you. Set in biblical times, okay? This is a streetwise but down on his luck guy, very reminiscent of like the Aladdin storyline. Clarence is struggling to find a better life for his family while fighting to free himself of debt. And he's captivated by the power and glory of the rising Messiah and his his apostles. So essentially, imagine if you were a guy who was just hearing all of these stories about Jesus Christ. And so You're then like, he, who is this Jesus guy? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so then he claims, yeah, I'm I'm with him. I'm one of those guys. I can also do miracles. I can also do this. And he kind of hitches his wagon to the story of these people that he's never met but will help him get out of, like, the poverty he's in. I know that sounds like a weird idea for a movie. It is fantastic. Really? Oh, man. It is the right level of funny, of drama. I mean, it it shows you that it's kind of like it's, it's a universal story of someone wanting a better life and what would you do to get a better life. I think even if you are not part of the Christian faith, you'll enjoy this. It is not a Christian faith movie. You know how there's movies out there that are, you know, yes. these are made for the Sunday school class to go see, right? This is not. It just happens to be that the storyline is right. set in those times. And I think my wife said it best. She goes, it's like Monty Python's Life of Brian. And I said, yeah, it is. And if you've never seen Life of Brian, it's the people in the house next door to Jesus. <laughs> and like how Brian's life turned out when his next door neighbor is supposed to be the son of God. It, in all honesty, Life of Brian, if you've never gone and watched that movie, is superb. It is wonderful. And it's got one of my favorite Monty Python quotes where, you know, they, they do such excellent work when they're, when they're playing female characters, and one of them is like, you're all drunk, you're disgusting. And <laughs> Jill and I quote that once a month. You're all drunk. You're disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> uh, so I think that you will definitely enjoy The Book of Clarence. And again, it's one of those movies that the less you know about it and go into it, the more I think you'll enjoy it. It certainly is getting a groundswell. A lot of uh, big uh, big critics are saying, like, this is the movie that we've kind of needed for a while, but nobody 
ever said that we should make it. It's uh, it's. I mean, I'm telling you, like, it is just. I really, really, really enjoyed the book of Clarence. Uh, came out of nowhere, and I've got a couple other friends locally who've been te- uh, texting me about it. If you're gonna skip something, it's Freud's last session. I would, I would recommend that you just go back and you read the first ten pages of a biography of Sigmund Freud, and when you get bored from that, you can be like, "Good news, you just saved yourself sixteen dollars." And then if you're gonna stream something. Maggie Moore's starring John Hamm is on Hulu, and it is just a it's a just delightful little whodunit, and it's one of those great ones where you know who the bad guy is right at the beginning, and so it's will they catch him? Will they catch him? <laughs> and you get a you get a good time with that. Someone says I love Fargo; they are so good. I know, right? I'm trying to get Amy to watch them. Someone says, Did you what see that? What is it on? What uh, is Fargo on? I've been watching it on Hulu. Oh, okay. Right, but it, I believe it is airing on FX. AMC, or, it, yeah, it's FX that does Fargo. You're I'm right. Not sure. You're oh, you're absolutely right. Good, good for you. Don't know why. Have you seen a logo somewhere? Probably. The logos for season five also have been on point. They've been like, like it's the they, belt buckle one. Yeah, and, they they really promoted John Hamm a lot. I feel like did. this one. They did. See, I don't watch this stuff, but like I see enough advertising that that was somewhere hidden in my brain, and yeah. I didn't know it was there. But I can see like. Their advertisement for this season with John Hamm and like the hat and the big jacket and the belt buckle mm-hmm. and the he looks really Montana esque like he's definitely yeah. a Western North Dakota type yeah, guy right is he the does. feel he's that he's got. got that vibe for sure. Someone else asked, did you see that there was a framed picture of Gene Lundegaard on the wall of Dots House? I did. Star you know, Gene Lundegaard is Kristen Rudrud, Fargo's own Kristen mm. Rudrud, who was in the movie Fargo. Um, by the way, I um. I am. I have a good reason for not watching Fargo yet, and that is, I am trying to get through the bear. Oh, good move. I kind of. I needed to take a long break after season one because it is such a stressful show to watch. It is. Like my blood pressure. I'm just like my cortisol levels are sky high. I need something that is not this stressful. But now it won all these awards, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm back at it. Let's do this. Weird preview for next week, but I do intend on marathoning through Beef this weekend. Oh, good. So I can find out what all the hubbub is about this Netflix show. Thank goodness. See it, stream it, skip it. We'll be podcast at kfgo.com after the show.